At a time of deep division in today's society, we must come together for humanity's sake. On Can We Talk 360, we strive to stimulate an authentic conversation on issues that affect all of us in an environment of tolerance. I'm Eugene Pettis, attorney and community servant. Let's discover how there is strength in our differences and an abundance of possibilities when we stand together as one humanity. Welcome to Can We Talk 360's Motivational Moment. This motivational moment is directed specifically in honor of Black History Month. Being born in 1960 here in Fort Lauderdale and becoming of age during the advancements of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965, I truly believed that our country was finally going to recognize its greatest strength through equality and justice for all. For most of my years, we have been heading, in my opinion, in the right direction of a better consciousness of our nation. I remember we could now, once those acts were uh, passed, we could go to the stores in downtown Fort Lauderdale that we had been banned from entering. We were allowed to go to the public God-made beach in Fort Lauderdale that prior to 1964, we had been prohibited from enjoying. It was a federal judge who in, ruled, I now know, in 1962, that the beaches across the country must be open to all people. But the beaches in Florida didn't achieve full desegregation until 1964 with the passage of the Civil Rights Bill. In that day, I recall so vividly that we could only go to Dania Beach, which was known as the Colored Beach at that time, a beach that you couldn't even drive up to. We had to catch a ferry over the uh, intercoastal to the mainland of the beach. I mean, I really thought the country for which I had stood and said the Pledge of Allegiance hundreds of times in grade school was now living up to its ideals. I pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. To me, those are sacred words. That's a promise to every citizen of what this country was built upon. More importantly, it should be a guiding light for how we treat all Americans, how we treat each other. And that brings me to the core of this motivational moment topic, a clarion call for people of good moral conscience to wake up and demand better. Daily, we are reading headlines, go home, and you see the news about legislative changes in states across this country, which are intended to turn back the clock on civil rights. Bluntly put, some people just don't like equality because it means that they no longer have control. From the first time I heard the slogan, Make America Great Again, it was a dog whistle of the century. As an African-American man, I knew what it meant a desire to go backwards to the good old days when some people were considered property, when black folks were considered less than, and people of color in general 
had their right to vote manipulated and limited. Making America great again damn sure didn't suggest to let's continue our forward march towards liberty and justice for all. We cannot, in my opinion, to continue to ignore what's going on in our society. I understand it's more comfortable to be quiet and keep your head low, but our consciousness should be convicted by the bigotry that people are comfortably displaying in the broad daylight. Let's look at a couple of daily headlines. Efforts to change election laws. In 2020, federal election, it drew the United States' highest voting turnout in more than a century, breaking records despite the COVID-19 pandemic. You would think that that would be a moment of national pride. I mean, you would think that we would all be bolstering how we're, we're getting more people to the polls. But look at what happened. In an unprecedented year of 2021 for voting legislation, 19 states have enacted 36 laws that will make it harder for Americans to vote. Think about that for a second. Not to encourage participating in the vote, but make it harder for Americans to vote. Is that what was promised in liberty and justice for all? Should your ability to vote in a federal election depend on where you live and the politic of that community? Shouldn't everybody be able to vote for the president? And it should be equal access? We know that's not the case. We know there are communities with fewer election sites, fewer machines, with more people. What does that go towards? A longer line, more difficult to vote. Where I vote, over on the east side of town, I don't think I've ever gone in there and there's been more than five people and I've never taken more than five minutes to get my uh, vote casted. That's not equality. That's not fair. The politic of red states and blue states is drowning out the hope for a United States. Look at another topic, critical race theory. Where did that come from? All of a sudden, it's all over the news where you have legislatures in, in so many different states that are passing laws that you can't talk about certain racial history. This country was built on racial history. It makes me think of a common practice back in the 50s and the 60s when the books we got in school were the used books from white schools. Our books in grade school had already been written in. I remember when we started getting new books. It was a big, it was a big deal here in Fort Lauderdale. Our books were clean and new. Even then, the content of the books didn't reflect our true history. There was never real, a, a real account of slavery, and I guess it was just an attitude of, why bother? It only lasted 400 years. It was bolstered by the mentality or attitude that you are now free, let's move on. Such thoughts are shallow-minded. The efforts to remove books from libraries and to prohibit the mention of certain history is simple-minded as it can be. Hell, we gave honor to the Confederacy and their failed effort by allowing statues to be erected all over this country. 
That's as twisted of a fact-based history as you can get. I was looking at social media recently, and it was a meme that I thought was very poignant to this discussion. When we ban books in schools before we ban guns, we admit we are more afraid of our children learning than we are of them dying. Think about that. But yet, we don't want to talk about this country's history and its relationship with its black citizens and other minorities uh, in this country. So I call upon people of good conscience and those who stand tall and proud to recite the national anthem to demand that we live up to the true meaning of liberty and justice for all. A second meme that I saw and we all know about Ruby Bridges. Ruby Bridges was a six-year-old that desegregated the schools in Louisiana back in 1966, I believe it was, or 64, around that time. And she obviously had to be escorted by federal marshals because of the threats, the, the, the violent uh, words that were being yelled out at her as she's going in and out of the school bottles and different things being thrown. And this meme said simply, if this child, Ruby Bridges, was strong enough to survive it, your child is strong enough to learn about it. Think about what we're, where we're headed. If we are manipulating the history, or worse yet, we are prohibiting the discussion of certain significant historical topics, ignorance will prevail and we will never be able to learn from the history of this country. We have to stand up and speak out. It was once stated that the only thing necessary for triumph of evil is for good men, and I add women, to do nothing. Today, too many good men and women are doing and saying nothing in the face of growing evil in society. Such is the recipe for evil to prevail. There was a Spanish philosopher, George Santayana, who is credited with the quote, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. We need to remember that. If we don't learn of our past, we're condemned to repeat it. So I leave you with the fact that we must sound the alarm and make a resounding clarion call for America to live up to her highest ideals of liberty and justice for all. Thank you for joining me in this special motivational moment in honor of Black History Month. And in addition to February being Black History Month, it's also obviously the month of Valentine's. That's timely for my next discussion of Can We Talk 360 on Modern Love and Relationships with Dr. Thelma Tinney, who is a certified clinical sexologist. Stay tuned. It's going to be heated and it's going to be insightful. The law firm of Hallitzer, Pettis & Schwamm is a proud sponsor of the Can We Talk 360 podcast. Our firm handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, catastrophic personal injury litigation, and workers' compensation matters. We pride ourselves in being advocates for justice, 
on behalf of those who have been seriously injured. For decades, we've taken the lead in making your case our priority. It's who we are. It's who we'll always be. Halitzer Pedersen Schwamm. Serious injuries, proven results. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Can We Talk 360? I sincerely hope that you were inspired to seize this moment in time and take real action towards change. Remember, all change begins with a conversation. Be sure to tune in every month for more fascinating discussions and motivational food for the soul. Please share with your friends, family, and colleagues. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Can We Talk 360 and visit us on the web at www.canwetalk.com. 360.com.